Bishatchem, with everyone's permission, happiest Friday. Erev Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat, uh, and today is also the fifth day of Hanukkah. Today's shiur is dedicated to Lunishmat. Malka, Bat Jalinus, Hanabat Shemuel, Shalomu Ben Eliyahu, Zerubabel Ben Gabriel, Tziviabat Mashiach, Tamarabat Mashiach, Yosef Ben Nisan, Liora Bat Yitzchak, Sarabat Moshe, Yehuda Ben David, Binyamin Ben Yitzchak, and Rinat Batan, Rahajan Ben Hamaganen, and Perfuash Lema Av. Rachel Bachana and Shemuel Ben Rachel. Erev Rosh Chodesh as well. Guys, don't forget, tonight is Rosh Chodesh, Shabbat and Sunday. So we are learning about speech that we should not engage in. So Hamoreh that we started, we just mentioned yesterday, Hamoreh Halacha Bifnei Rabbo. When somebody's rabbi is present, when his rabbi is present, the person is not allowed to uh, teach people teach people Halacha. And what he means by, by teach people Halacha, Hamoreh Halacha, um, it means that whenever there is a halachic question or there's something that is not clear um, in halacha, to resolve and to answer that, that question. But, but look what it says. This is the example of the Gemara. Even if it's, what's bi'ata bikurcha? Bi'ata bikurcha means bi'ata is like a, is an egg. You know how uh, some people, um, bea, yeah, they don't want to say beta, so they say bea. Be'a is just egg in Aramaic. So bi'ata bekurcha, and kutcha is like a type of uh, yogurt, uh, a milk, uh, a yo- milk product. It's a dairy, it's a type of yogurt that they used like to have in the So even an egg with uh, with yogurt, what, is that, what does that mean? That, that even to teach it about an egg with yogurt. So Rashi says that it's even to teach the halakha that egg is parv and you could, you could in theory have it with like yogurt. Simplest, yeah. simplest matter. Uh, yeah, even on the simplest matter, to say that, that an egg is parv and, and you could have it with yogurt, a person is not allowed to teach a halakha in front of his rabbi. It's disrespectful to the rabbi. But that's Rashi. Tosfot argues with Rashi. Tosfot says, what do you mean? Things that are that simple, that 99% of people know, it just happens to be this person. You know, if somebody doesn't know how to put on tefillin, and you teach him how to put on tefillin, that's disrespecting your rabbi? It's not disrespecting your rabbi. It's a, it's a simple thing that everybody knows. Right? It must be referring to something that is not so simple. So how do you make it something that's not so simple? So Tosfot says that it's talking about an egg that was found inside the chicken. And there's halachot about when you find, when, you know, when a chicken lays an egg, the egg is parv, it's 100% parv. But, there, but what about, it happens very often that a shochet, you shech the chicken, you open up the chicken, and you find that they're developing eggs inside the chicken. So that, there are actually machlokot and opinions about at what stage of the development is it still considered meat and still origi- part of the original chicken, and then you're not allowed to have it with dairy, and at what stage do you say that, no, this is already a full egg, it's a full independent par of thing, and you're even able to have it with yogurt, even with kurcha, although you found it in, inside the chicken after the shechita. Why, the so, shell is at a different developmental stage or something? No, meaning that originally in the beginning, if you, have you, have you ever seen it? In. Yeah, originally it's still yolk and it's still attached, and then it slowly breaks until it uh, develops a shell, and first the shell is softer, and then it... Um, it becomes a it becomes a full shell. So yeah, everybody agrees that when it's a full shell and a complete shell, even though you found it inside the chicken, that's considered parv. It's not considered dairy. You can you can even have that egg with dairy. But if it's at an earlier stage of development, depending on what stage, there are different opinions. At what point the, of development does the egg go from being meat 
and part of the chicken to being parav. So that's what Tosfot says is it's this, referring to. Is this concept of not answering in front of your Rebbe, I thought this was always, if let's say we're all sitting here, somebody comes here and asks a question from you, it would be very disrespectful and wrong for any of us to, even though we know the answer, to jump ahead of you to answer. But let's say yeah. if you're not in the room and somebody comes in here and one of us knows the answer to some simple question, we still have to, let's say, send them into main sanctuary or to a library. Right, so here it says, Bifner means in front of his rabbi, meaning that it's, it's he's, the area the he's here. He's in the same room or he's there, go this ask him. Or, like or, he's he's, or he's in the you know, but there, you know, there, there are even some opinions that say bifner abom means that if there are any sfarim in the room, you have to check the sfarim. Even the rabbi doesn't have to. Yeah, basically, always consult. Don't just assume that you know. So he says, oh, so he says. Anyhow, when a person is in front of somebody who's greater than him, who is more knowledgeable than him, and they come and they ask him a question, right, sometimes it's a question that's so simple, like uh, you know that. That you even know the person himself. Don't bother me. Don't don't uh, don't hear. Okay, just just tell him the halakha. Don't don't bother me with it. But if they're but at, but if it's disrespectful to him for you to answer, it's disrespectful to someone who's greater knowledge, and you have to say, listen, there's a person who's on a higher level than me. Go 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 ask him. Don't ask me. So oh hamoreh halakha kishu shatuir. If there's someone, even the rabbi himself. If Chas he teaches a halacha while he's drunk or after he drank, right? Uh, I don't. I guess there are some rabbis who drink. <laughs> uh, but whenever there, whenever a rabbi drinks, he's not allowed to teach a halacha at the time that he drinks. Or if a rabbi he gives, he teaches a halacha, he teaches a law. And he says, whether, the, whether he, he's trying to be strict or whether he's trying to be lenient, he should not give issue a ruling unless the, the ruling is unless it's as clear to him as his sister. Now, this is the law. Meaning, as well as you know your sister is your sister, that's how well a rabbi needs to know the law before he issues a ruling and before he says, this is allowed or this is not allowed. He has to know it 100%. It means that it shouldn't be something that's foggy and that's gray and that uh-huh. I remember I once heard or I remember so, but I don't remember one time I saw it written in a, in a certain book. Sure. He has to be 100% sure whenever he is. And if he's not 100% sure, he has to say, I, I don't know right now. Let me examine. Let me look into it. Let me see. Look into it first and then, and then, give, an, and then give an answer. Okay, so, because it could very easily be there. Instead of doing a mitzvah, you're doing a sin. So a person might think, well, I'm helping somebody, right? I'm teaching somebody, I'm teaching Torah. But you're giving somebody misinformation. There's a beautiful drasha in the Gemara. Bureau says, It says, because it has killed uh, many, many, many people. And there are many who have killed it. So, and, there are many, and there are many dead on account of him. So it says, The first part it says, That there are many dead on account of him, is a, is a person who does not know the law and still teaches it. Right? There are some people that they, they're young students, or they're very young and they're jumping to, to teach, but they didn't learn the halakha very well, so they're spreading misinformation, or they didn't fully understand what the rabbi said, so they're spreading, uh, spread, spreading information. And they're, so to speak, killing 
the Jewish people because of the misinformation they spread. But then it said, and even greater are the amount that are dead. It says, that's a rabbi who knows the law but doesn't teach it. Right? If you know the law, you have to say it, and you should say it. Right? If so, you're the highest yeah, yeah. If you're the highest rabbi in the room, or you're you're able to help somebody by by teaching them the halacha. You have to teach it to them. You're required to teach it to them. So, so there's a very famous Gaon Mivilna who says that this is hinted to in the Ten Commandments, where it says Lotirzach. It says, "Do not kill." Right. So if you look, there's ta- there's two sets of ta'amim in the Ten Commandments. There's the ta'amim, the regular ta'amim in the Torah. But if you remember, when the when the Torah reader reads it. You go in the in the in the back of the parasha in, in the blue chumash at least, and it gives you the tamim that the Torah reader uses. There's two sets of tamim. So in one of the sets of tamim, it says lotirzach, lotinaf, lotignov, do not murder and do not commit adultery. They're all in one pasuk, and when they're in all in one pasuk, under the tzadi is a patach, is a, is just one line. But in the ta'amim of the Torah, when the Torah reader reads it, under the it, each one is an individual pasuk. So lotirzach, do not murder, becomes a end of a pasuk. And since it's the end of a pasuk, it receives a kamat under it. It receives the you know like the half plus sign um, under it. So one of them is called a patach. One of them is called a kamat. Right, patach means to open the first one. Why is the one line just a bar under it called a patach? Because it's a little bit, I mean, even though they're both ah, one is a little bit more of an ah sound that you open your mouth for it. And the kamat officially is a little bit more, kamat means to close. So ah, it's a little bit more of an ah, like you don't fully open your mouth whenever you say it. That's the real difference. Nowadays it's become a little bit blurred and everybody just says ah. So one means open and one means close. So Gaon Mivilna says, sometimes a person, Tov, good morning, good morning, sometimes a person commits murder by opening his mouth when he shouldn't. Patak. Right? You open your mouth, you don't know what you're saying. Don't talk. Don't talk if you don't know what you're saying. You're committing murder. You're committing murder by opening your mouth. But then you also have some people, they commit murder by closing their mouth. Right? By closing. It says, Lot Yitzach, you have to kamatz. Right? Sometimes, if you do know, you should, you should say. You should say. You shouldn't close your mouth. You can kill people by closing your mouth. So the Gaumni Vilna says that it is hinted in just the Pasuk of Lotir Zachov, do not murder. Very beautiful. The, then Pele uh, quotes Pirkei Avot, who says, If there is a rabbi who is proud of his rulings and he's proud of, uh, of his authority, Shoter Rasha Vegas Ruach. Right. Number one, he's a fool. Number two, he's a rasha, he's wicked. And on top of that, gasruach, he's also haughty. He's also arrogant. Right. All three, terrible character traits. I mean, there's, there's a terrible character trait of being arrogant, but it's even worse to be an arrogant judge. To be an arrogant judge is, is even worse than regular arrogance. Because you're a fool. Because how do you know that you're correct every time? It's, it's, it's a minefield. Having to be a judge and, and, and issue rulings is not simple. It's very hard. It's very, very easy to make, uh, make mistakes. So it's nothing to be arrogant about. There's somebody who, in general, is afraid of it and wants to avoid it and, uh, and, and doesn't stick himself inside uh, those issues. Right? It could be something very healthy and it could be something very good. And this is why 
there are on the one hand you find there are, there are rabbis and there are poskim that in general they want to be strict like every opinion or they'll push every opinion because they're afraid of ruling and this they're getting from the Peleos and from the Peleos is that you know, I could be making a mistake I could maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm not 100% maybe it's better to be strict and then you have the you know just as great another ruling and the Rehovare Yosef that say no we have to find a way using the law and understanding the law and, and if there and if the law is to be lenient we shouldn't be afraid to say it so coming from the from the, the way of Rehovare Yosef but at the same time Pelotism is is being very clear that it's not simple to be lenient it's not it's not easy um, at all to be lenient and to be lenient doesn't mean that you can go against the law to be lenient means that you find the law to be lenient um, in this you situation. Know so you well. know the law so well. You know the halakha so well. You've learned it inside out that you know in this situation it's okay. It's not. It's not issuing a loophole. Issuing a, issuing a saying to be lenient is not issuing a loophole. It's saying that the law says that it's allowed, but look how difficult it is. Look how difficult it is because if if a person is wrong, it's, it's not simple, and therefore a judge can never be arrogant about it. You can say, I know this is a halakha, but don't be arrogant and say that, you know, and anybody who's strict is a fool. And Rabbi Yosef, in all of his rulings, you always find that he says, that he says, if a, a person, you know, this is the law, you can do this. He says, and if somebody's strict, let him be blessed. Yeah, and, and you'll see it all the time in his writings. You see it all the time. Him, his son. And if somebody wants to just have voila, bracha, then a bracha. Because, because it, uh, yes, I do know. And I do know that, that it's okay. But at the same time, you know, may Hashem praise those who, who want to who wanna be strict. Someone wants to be more machmir. Someone wants to be more machmir. Unless there's something to lose by being strict, which is a different category altogether. But very often we say, if someone wants to be strict, okay, God bless him, God bless you. But not everybody can be strict. Uh, <laughs> so we only did one short paragraph. <laughs> it's not about covering ground, it's about knowing it well. <laughs> well we always have to be humble, always have to be humble. Alright, we wish everybody a Shabbat Shalom and Rosh Chodesh Tov and a happy Hanukkah. Don't forget to bench. Ha, ha, ha.